All right. Um, we're going to start up the podcast. We're starting now. But, boys, I meant to bring this up last time, and I want to bring what? it up now. What? Is this Is this a retraction? We're No, no, it's not a retraction. <laughs> is there actually no one <laughs> on the moon? We have not done any need to, for retractions Did we bring up something that might not necessarily be true on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if that's your concern, wrong podcast, A. Uh, no, but uh, not to, not to go to Star Wars like New Canon Book Club style for a minute. But I know you guys have talked about it. And I texted you before, but I need to put this out in the world. Anybody who lives in California Disneyland needs to go do that VR Star Wars thing. Oh yeah, that was some good shit. That blew that my shit. fucking mind the entire time. I, I don't. Was doing hold it. on, hold on, hold on. Is there a conspiracy theory associated with this? Well, are we actually no, no. There, I mean. We can go. No, are you just, are you just like lightly. pimping out like a really fun thing you can pay thirty bucks to do outside of Disneyland? Bucks, Thirty-five bucks. Thirty-five dollars worth every penny. <laughs> it is the future. It'll blow your mind. That's all I but wanted. But it also make you think like if if you can do this <laughs> without like, all you have is a virtual reality headset and a backpack. Everything else you feel and touch. What's real, man? What's real? <laughs> At that point, what's real? It's all. It seems super real in front of you. You feel like nuts. you're in Star Wars, and then. Uh, you're not. You're just not. You're back in reality. And it's Except for boring. the 20 minutes at the beginning where they tried to get Diego Luna to talk to us right. Oh, yeah. Diego, but, Diego Luna, who's like reading <laughs> reading the script. He's like, watch out, rebels. We've got to get out of here. There's a imperial block, imperial blockade coming. Like, okay. I'll say whatever you want. I'm Diego Luna. I'm the most beautiful man in Star Wars. Uh. Yeah. I just It was a mind-blowing experience. I just need to say it. I've never been more scared of a fake Sith in my life. <laughs> the heat. The heat on your legs, yep, dude. That, that was, was cool. wild. And being able to touch like the R2 droid, I was like, what the hell? This is nuts. Yeah, don't my, don't spoil it for people. It's amazing. No, no. In my mind, the only thing in my mind I was doing when we when I, when we left the, the the experience was like, how many rooms did we actually go back and forth between? That's what I'm saying. It makes you wonder yeah. how they pulled it off more than anything. Yeah, because I'm like, there they, couldn't have been more than two or three rooms. It's like a laser tag sized area. I think. I think you just need to Maybe. like come dressed for an escape room. It's similar to an escape room, actually. It, it's just like a really easy one, but yeah. it's like a stunning one. The thing that they have that also in New York, I think. I know it's New York, There's LA. Ghostbusters? There's a Ghostbusters one that you can yeah. go to, which oh, I think would be super damn. fun. That yeah. sounds awesome. All right. Well, I need to get that out of my system. You guys should go check it out if you haven't, if you live in that area. It's super truly, cool. Yeah. Truly Mind-blowing awesome. stuff. Um, Star Wars fan or no, worth a, yeah, worth a check. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and uh, let's go ahead and get the pimping out of the way. We're on Spotify now, everybody. So if what? You listen, if you listen on Spotify, you can go check. We us finally out. gave in to those terrorist threats <laughs> and, moved, and moved to Spotify. Yeah, it, uh, we're on Spotify. So if that's your preferred usage of podcast listening device program thing, go do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if that makes sense. If you sense. use Spotify, let's say. If yeah. you use Spotify, go ahead and continue to do. If so. you're on Spotify right now, hey, hi. Hey, how's Hello. it going? Thank you so much. You tuned in to hear us talk about weird sci-fi and spooky things, and yeah. instead we We're talked pimping. about a Star Wars thing that you could do. So that's well, we only cool. talked about it for like two minutes, okay? It's not that bad. No, nope. no, nope. they're already mad. Leave All it in right. the comments. Let Mathis know. They're God already damn. mad. Leave it with a five-star review on iTunes. Please do. Uh, five, we, we were at almost at like 450-star, five-star reviews on iTunes, so go check us out there. We've still got a T-shirt. We've got two new things coming to the Yeti very, very soon as far as merch is concerned. And it's tight, it's dude. It's tight. It's awesome. It's I want one. I, I want it. one. Yeah. So that's keep an eye out for that. Hopefully this coming week uh, we'll have that up there. But uh, let's dive right, in. What's our topic today? What are we talking about? What let's supernatural, weird thing are we talking so, about today? So 
it's a it's a two it's a two pronged attack. One, we're entering fall, right? It's it's time for the spookies to come out and uh, all yeah, the, it's all ha- the scary we're getting stuff. to Halloween. Halloween is around the corner. It's time for the spookies to come <laughs> out. <laughs> it's time for the spookies to come yeah, out. Yeah, the spooky sees a shadow. It isn't Halloween for another six weeks. We exactly. All know. Yep. Yep. And on top of that, people have been clamoring for some of the more weirder weirder shit that we've uh, not covered in a little while. So, the initial idea I had. Uh, was um, female scariest female ghosts of Mexico? That was what? a little. That proved a little too niche. <laughs> yeah, very specific. <laughs> very I only specific. Found one. Um, well, it's because I, I, I was. Uh, I had recently started watching Hereditary, and I was like, "This is creepy." And the creepy. I gotta see that movie. And the creepy little girl was was like super good, and I was like, "I want to do like creepy like female ghost type things." Like that was my chain of thought. It was a failure. What about chain like thought. freaky creepy kids? That's well, yeah. Well, we'll do that as a whole separate thing. I think at some point. Haven't we gotten enough of those from like every horror movie yeah. from the last? Yeah, so, but like those la, are the best. La, 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 <laughs> yes. La, 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 those are the best. La, la, la. The yes. black-eyed children, like that kind of stuff. The we'll fact talk about. that that's the scariest what about star thing that children? happens in movie theaters. Well, what is this, Star like, Children is what Jesse, like from the Kiss, like from like, like Paul Stanley. No, Star Children like <laughs> Space Babies. You mean hybrids? Like, you mean hybrids like that the Greys have been taking our DNA for and creating their own star children? And then they yeah. once every so while come back, abduct the mother so they have a little human contact. The mother gets to breastfeed the star child. Yeah, like all that gets... fake shit. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That all, that, baby, all that made that up. big baby Dave sees at the end of that 2001. Gets, that gets seeded yes. squarely into Space aliens. baby. Yeah. No. So I just decided to broaden the search. And we're going to do uh, like more Latin American uh, spooky ghost stories and folklore. Great. Great. Focusing on about four different ones. Um, and we're just going to talk about the legend behind them and uh, some of the scary stories there, maybe where they came from, uh, depending on how much actual details in these particular folklore things. Um, well, and we're going to start with uh, the first one that came up when I looked for uh, Mexican, Mexican ghost ladies, uh, which was La Llorona. Hold the on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Our core research this week. Is you just like Googled scary Mexican lady? Is that what you did? <laughs> no, no, no. That's how the research started. What? <laughs> to just, get some ideas. Again, all right, my apologies in advance for this episode. What are you all talking right, about? I'm on board. I'm on board. I just, okay. Sometimes you have to start really broad or really <laughs> way too narrow and then go out. What is the, sure. thing Jesse, the thing that Jesse's not saying is that he's always Googling scary Mexican ladies <laughs> and, and for all kinds of different reasons. That's not. No. What? <laughs> no, no. Come all right, on, Let's man. do this. All right. So first we have La Llorona, also known as the Weeping Woman, who is okay. a ghost who lost uh, a ghost of a woman who particularly lost her children now cries while looking for them in the river, often causing oh. misfortune to those who are near and who hear her. She's this act- sounds familiar to me a little bit. She's yeah. usually depicted as a, uh, a skeletal figure or a very pale kind of decaying figure draped in all white. Yo, who just kind okay. of walks around uh, the river crying and looking for her kid. But the legend is... That while in uh, that in rural a uh, rural village of Mexico, see there's the Mexico thing that I searched Angle. for. There yeah. it is. Uh, a, a young woman by the name of Maria lived there. Maria came from a poor family, but was known around her village for her beauty. One day, an extremely wealthy nobleman traveled through her village, but stopped in his tracks when he saw Maria. Maria was charmed by him, and he was charmed by her beauty. 
So when he proposed to her, she immediately accepted. So my first, my first thing is like, did he, did they ever date? Or did he just like see her propose to her? I don't think her? the dating scene was a big thing like before <laughs> 1950. Like I, I feel like people weren't like, date. your parents would be like, that one. And then you're like, all right, <laughs> I guess so. We'll just marry that one. Um, so uh, this sounds to me like the like sort of like swamp, like Mexican jungle version of like Mexican jungle version of like, you know, the classic like haunted house woman in the window type ghost. Is that kind of like the well, vibe here? This is this is something that that apparently has been done uh, on American TV. But they've uh, given pop that culture like, is covered in heavily. Yeah, like American spin. So I guess um, there's got to be a game or two about this. Yeah. So on the NBC show Grimm. Uh, it was an episode where there was a woman very much like her who, like the <laughs> Halloween episode where she was trying to drown three kids in a river, and yep. the whole point was like trying to save those kids. I guess in the very first pilot episode of Supernatural, uh, they had a storyline about a woman who drowned two kids in a tub, and like that was her like ghostly thing, and she went around trying to drown kids. So I guess the whole point of this is like, it, it it's a scary thing of like. The, the mother who killed the kids and then now is going to kill your kids like that kind of yeah, scary story. She is in. She is. She even has a reference in League of Legends. <laughs> Morgana has a skin that that goes to her. Interesting. La, la, what is it? La Larona. La Larona. Yeah. And this is like this is like a creature or it's like a ghost. When of a lady. When a woman loses her kids, a La Larona is created or is this like this is a specific a, woman. Uh, got this it, particular got it, got one. It, got it. Uh, she's tall, thin spirit is said to be blessed with natural beauty and long flowing black hair. Wearing a white gown, she roams the rivers and creeks, wailing into the night and searching for children to drag screaming to a watery grave. So she's going to kill Christ. your kids. Now, right. no one really knows where this this uh, folklore, the story began. Um, we just know that uh, it's been around for like a century or two somewhere around there. Wow, um, you're right about the League of Legends. They even have a figure like a, a like an actual yeah. vinyl figure you can buy of this character portrait. Yep. It's it's wow. uh, she's she's pretty much everywhere. She's very 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 popular. Um she was actually Lalarona was actually christened Marina M Maria. So her name Maria that 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 people use is kind of something they just gave her. Um story is that That's she, her nickname? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, that's her, her nickname. Fans. Yeah, her, her fans. Like Bloody Mary. Uh she was born to a peasant family in a humble village. Her startling beauty captured the attention of both the rich and the poor men in the area. And she was said to have spent her days in her humble peasant surroundings. But in the evenings, she would don her best white gown and thrill the men who admired her in the local Fandangos. So she was a little, uh, she was a little nighttime entertainer, but a, a visual entertainment only. She liked to tease the boys at night as she walked around in a gorgeous gown and flaunt all of her womanly. Curves. I do it. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. If I'm I was not going like, to lie to you. If <laughs> I was gorgeous, I would be on the streets like, look, what up, hater? <laughs> every day, every day. The the other original idea I had for this going into the like the the scary Mexican ghost ladies at the end of the at the end of the episode, I wanted to ask which one you would date. But there's not enough ladies, so there's only just this lady. This one. I would date this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't uh, know. I feel Who like... are the others? Who are the others? I don't know. There is no other female ghosts. <laughs> yeah, but, saying. like, I, I don't like, know them I yet. Like it I'm... could be, like, even if it's, like, a ghost dog, it could be, like, a cool cool dog. And I'd be like, you know what? Well, I, I go on a date really with that ghost like... dog. 
was jumping ahead, but I think you're really gonna like the last legend we cover because the of chupacabra. His... I'd go on a day with the <laughs> no, chupacabra. The chupacabra is gonna be a separate topic because he's potentially a ghost, he's a cryptid, or an alien, or all of it. <laughs> of he, course, he, he goes bigger. He goes up to, he, all the way to yeah. the top. Uh, right, right, right. Chupacabra would never date me, is what you're saying. Right. Oh, I would he's date a chupacabra. Man, a chupacabra would he's never a, date he's me. He's an A-list cryptid. Yeah, he's you're right. You're right. <laughs> There's Only even a legend of the chupacabra being a failed science experiment that broke out. So. Anyway, That's beautiful. We'll continue with La, La, La Llorona. I feel here. like I'm not a kid. I feel like I'm not a kid. I'm in the clear with La Llorona. Like we could just Yeah, yeah, we, we can just go out and hopefully just have great sexy ghost times. We could make like Jack Torrance in the fucking hotel in the bathroom. Well, who you know what I'm talking we can, about? We could make a instead of a no, smart child, no, we that's just make a terrible. Ghost no, you don't want that. You don't want that ended terribly for him. No. Yeah, but I mean, let's be real. She's a fucking dilapidated lady who drags children into the water. So, I mean, I I'm, I'm taking what I can get. <laughs> No, I am. I feel that like that scene started off pretty good. I I feel like this is this no. This is like she's she's a killer ghost. Yes, she's she a killer kills ghost. children of children of children though. Yeah, and I'm definitely like I got too many gray hairs now. Maybe we had to, when I started this whole YouTube thing when I was a you know a young sprightly boy, but you were still too I'm, old. Even then, you were too old. She would she would be like mm, pass. But what about when I'm young at heart? Oh, uh, maybe that's the, the maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's about young at heart. Willy Wonka is not safe. Willy Wonka not safe. No way. No, he's gonna he's get dragged. Ch- he's got mm. too much childlike wonder. Yeah. If he if Hugh Hauser wasn't already dead, he he would have gone down from the La Llorona. <laughs> All right. Shall we continue the legend of La Llorona? Yes. yes All right. Yes, yes. The young men would anxiously waited for her at night. Would anxiously wait, await her arrival, and she reveled in the attention that she received. However. La Llorona had two small sons who made it difficult for her to spend her evenings out. And uh, and often, she left them home alone while she cavorted with the gentleman. During oh, the she's just a bad parent. She's the That's bad this girl. Story. She's a Listen, bad... Ba- this is one of those... Girls. Oh, this is like Maury. This is like one of those girls who shows up on Maury. She's like, Maury, I go out and do what I want. And he's like, why are you leaving your kids at home? Like, they're old enough to raise themselves. Oh, hell no. She's just a bad parent. She's not, a, she's not even she a spooky is. ghost. She's just a bad parent. Yeah. That's, so you think she never actually died? She's just a bad parent? No, she's probably dead, but she's just a bad parent and right. a bad ghost. Okay, gotcha. All right, well, uh, the, the legend continues. One day, the two small boys were found drowned in the river. Some say they drowned through her neglect, but others said that they may have died by her own hand. Another legend says that La Llorona was a caring woman full of life and love, who married a wealthy man, as I earlier said, who lavished her with gifts and attention. However, after she bore him two sons, he began to change, returning a life of womanizing, uh, returning to a life of womanizing and alcohol, often leaving for her for months at a time. He seemingly no longer cared for the beautiful Maria, even talking uh, about leaving her to marry a woman of his own wealthy class. When d- he did return home, it was only to visit his children, and the devastated Maria began to feel resentment towards the boys. Oh, so in this story, she killed yeah. the kids. These, out are, of- these are basically two stories that go with her. The first one All and right. this one. Oh, so the first I one, she's a terrible mother. I can't kids, but I, I want to help her out of her situation. No, right? no, no, no. The first one, she killed the kids because she's a terrible mother. Second one, she killed the kids because she's a terrible person. No right. difference. <laughs> just, you know. different. It's like, it's like parallel evils. Yeah, I feel like you just shouldn't, in any case, kill the kids. I feel like the kids, the kids didn't do anything. Maria, what what are you doing, Maria? <laughs> doing Maria? Well, I'll tell you what she's doing. One evening, as Maria was strolling with her two children on a, on a shady pathway near the river, her husband came by in a carriage with an elegant lady beside him. 
He stopped oh, and spoke to his children, but ignored Maria, and then drove the carriage down the road without looking back. After seeing this, Maria went into a terrible rage, and turning against her children, she seized them and threw them into the river. As they disappeared downstream, she realized what she had done and ran down the bank to save them, but it was too late. Maria broke down into inconsolable grief, running down the streets screaming and wailing. So she kind of had, like, instead of, like, road rage, mom rage. She's just every version of a dead kid lady. Like, ghost. Yeah. Much yeah. Maybe she's yeah. the first, question mark? I don't yeah, know. It's, que it's questionable she's the first. Again, nobody knows when this started. Uh, sometime in probably at least the 1800s. But who knows? Um, the beautiful La Llorona mourned the children that day and night. During this time, she would not eat and walked along the river in her white gown, searching for the, her boys. I like how even though she's mourning, she still went out in her sexy white gown every night. Just to, you know, had to look good while looking I mean, for her children. How many times can you walk along the fucking disgustingly muddy shorelines searching for dead children and still look good in that same white? Like, that's right? not the color I would wear out into the fucking reeds and shit. Funny you say that. She would cry endlessly as she roamed the riverbanks and her gown became soiled and torn. When she continued to refuse to eat, she grew thinner and appeared taller until she looked like a walking skeleton. Still a young woman, she finally died on the banks of the river. Interesting. Not, not long after her death, her restless spirit uh, supposedly began to appear, walking the banks of the Santa Fe River when darkness fell. Her weeping and wailing became a curse of the night, and people began to be afraid to go out after dark. She was said to have been seen drifting between the trees along the shoreline or floating on the current with her, her long white gown spread upon the waters. On many a dark night, people would see her walking along the riverbank and crying for her children. And so, they no longer spoke of her as Maria, but rather La Larona, the weeping woman. She I keep wanting to like have sympathy for her, but I just like can't. I, I, I There's always like the one detail, and it's like, and then she... Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's... The character of Maria, the La Llorona, is not a good person, even though even in the stories where she like had a bad uh, hand dealt to her, her reaction's just like, "What are you doing, yeah. girl? What yeah. is happening right now?" I, I guess like... that's what separates the men from the ghosts. <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right. And also serial killers. You... Yeah. Well, I mean, is it a? Ser I mean, she. She's like a really bad one-time murderer. Yeah, what do you call that? Like, uh, there's this like, name for it in law, right? Uh, a crime of passion or something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. Um, so from there on out, the legends vary. Uh, the apparition is said to act without hesitation or mercy. The tales of her cruelty depends on the version of the legend you hear. And some say that she kills indiscriminately, taking men, women, and children, whoever is fool enough to get close. But others say that she is very barbaric and kills only children, dragging them screaming to a watery grave. Um, when Patricio Lugan was a boy, he and his family saw her on a creek between Mora and Guadalupe, New Mexico. Now, I tried to figure out who Patricio Lugan was, um, and just a quick search didn't really show anything valuable. Um, as the family was sitting outside talking, they saw a tall, thin woman walking along the creek. She then seemed to float over the water, started up the hill, and vanished. However, just moments later, she reappeared much closer to them and then disappeared again. The family I would be fucking out of there <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's it that's it we, we brought it up in episode one of this podcast of like at what point do you say ah you know what i'm out like immediately how many times do you see something horrifying to be like yeah i'm good which is I'm why i home. never believe this stuff 
because the moment the moment that I'm like this could be this specific thing. If it's like a light or a sound, I'm like, what is that? But when right. it's like, oh, that's a werewolf, I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> like I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's not a werewolf. I'm out. <laughs> Why stay? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, so as far as where she appears, she, I'm with them, dude. I'm is that, with is them. that a werewolf? I'm out. And oddly specific. If you're like, that might be a werewolf. That thing I can see with my fucking eyeballs might be a werewolf. I'm like, I don't care if it is. I don't want to risk I don't, it. I'm I would you. take a picture with my iPhone X, though. It's got a good camera. I would, <laughs> like, I, I would get in there and try and take portrait mode photo, HDR style. <laughs> just so we could get a look at this fucker. And then I'd be like, out of here. I'm out of here. But first. Maybe that's why, though. You know what? If somebody was just like, why isn't this picture better? I would be like, I'm, I was scared. I was running. <laughs> the moment I saw it, I started running because I'm smart, you asshole. <laughs> How dare you tell me to take a better picture when I was worried for my life from that werewolf. <laughs> what an oddly specific. Have you seen a werewolf? I'm not. I'm not confirming nor denying. No, I've never. I'm not. I'm, I've not seen a fucking werewolf. <laughs> Oh my god, we we have to go. We guys, we have to go like go something at some point. Fuck, okay. it's gonna be bad. I'm so. It's just gonna be it. us. Like the moment there's anything that happens, we're gonna be like, great, and we're just gonna drive drive right. away. The last. <laughs> the no, last I will not drive away because it won't be real. Whatever you're like great about, I'll be like, that's not. There's not a ghost out here. You're guys. the dude in Prometheus who goes up to the alien and is like, hi, and then it like you, and then you're dead. <laughs> yeah, but I also wouldn't be the guy in Prometheus who lands on an alien planet and immediately removes my mask <laughs> and is like, I can breathe. Everything's fine. There's definitely. <laughs> not particles that could kill me in any way i would definitely end up as the guy who comes back with his legs folded over his shoulders and shitting fire on everybody or whatever the fuck happens in that movie. i remember that part of the movie yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's it's in there you just gotta go back the last little story we have of la Llorona, and then uh we'll talk about where she tends to appear uh, ge- uh geographically in my dreams yeah well maybe now maybe now um Another story in, uh, involves a man by the name of Epifanio Garcia, which I fucking love that first name, Epifanio. Epitho- Epifanio? Epifanio, yeah. That is like the word Epiphone, like the guitar brand. Like, that is crazy. Um, he, uh, the story involves Epifanio Garcia, who was an outspoken boy who often argued with his mother and his father. You know what's happening to him. After a heated oh, argument, no. Epifanio, along with his brothers Carlos and Augustine, decided to leave their ranch in Ojo de la Vaca, I think that's how you say that anyway, to head towards the Via Real de Santa Fe. Uh, however, when they were along their way, they were visited by a tall woman wearing a black tapello and a black net over her face. What's a tapello? Uh, I think it's like the little hat that goes with the, the thing. The little oh, like veil the like little veil, in the in inner hat, the inner veil hat? I think so, but I'm also taking a guess, so... Uh, two of the boys were riding in the front of the wagon when the spirit appeared on the seat between them. Oh, she, she just appeared, by the way, like in between like fa- them. Like, what's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? She was silent and continued to sit there until Epifanio finally turned the horses around and headed back home, at which time she said, I will visit you again someday when you argue with your mother. What? That sounds like a, that sounds like a parent story. That sounds like a, yeah, that's absolutely. you always leave a note story. Well, like, yeah, 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 yeah. First of all, the kids didn't freak out. They just kind of turned the horses around. It also she- sounds a little bit like uh, the Haunted Mansion. When oh, the yeah, ride, when you're in the seat. Like, yeah, yeah. A ghost will follow you home. <laughs> and you true. move to the side because it shows up in the mirror next to you. Yep. 
Yeah, that's a great little effect. Um, that so, would fuck me up too if a ghost was just like right here. I would, I would, we would get in a car accident. I would. You just wouldn't just not, turn the car around and go home like these boys. I wouldn't did. be okay. I wouldn't be okay. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Well, uh, La Llorona has been heard at night wailing next to rivers by many, and her wanderings have grown wider, following Hispanic people wherever they go. Her movements have been traced throughout the southwest and as far north as Montana on the banks of the Yellowstone River. Ah, where's my kids? <laughs> All the way in Montana. Ah! <laughs> And Pete, the Hispanic people believe that the weeping woman will be with them always, following the many rivers looking for her children. And for this reason, many of them fear the dark and pass the legend from generation to generation. Interesting. Well, okay, so this it's La to La me for you. To me, this this has a this is like a multi-leveled cautionary tale, right? So we have the mm -hmm. story of yep. the parents and be good to your kids, but also be good to your like kids, be good to your parents, or else you know. You'll get your ass They'll drowned in a drown river. You, yeah, but I mean, like, seriously. And also, there is the multi-level of like, stay away from rivers at night, yeah, which is a yeah, cautionary yeah. tale as well. So there's a lot built into this that I feel like it has that sort of vibe of, oh yeah, the the creepy mom's gonna come get you if you're bad, that kind of thing. That's built in there, but also like the other layers to it. So I feel like I get why this is something that has existed for a while. Because it's, it's much easier than being like, why do I have to behave? Because I said so, right? It's like, because this ghost girl going to kill you. Because last time some kids fucking disobeyed their parents, their mom drowned them, and now she's a ghost. I mean, yeah, that's kind of the moral. Yeah. Uh, what was the name of the place where that where the one that showed up next to them in the on the seat was? Uh Oh, they were on their way to a village. They were down there in Mexico. Ojo de Vaca? Yes. Does that mean eyes of the cow? It's possible. That's a weird. <laughs> I never weird looked name. up the translations of the. It's a weird name of a place. I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, that's I imagine back in that time, you know, you know, maybe like naming villages after what you're good with. Maybe like yeah. that village was like very heavy in cow product, <laughs> or yeah. just had many cows. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a, the the village of dead kids. The village by, of dead by, children by the by the river. That's where that's where uh, <laughs> the butcher grew up, right? Actually, isn't there in the name of like some fucking? Isn't there some place that's just like similar to the La Llorona that's like with dolls? Oh, there is a doll like uh, island, like dead kids in the river kind of thing. Yeah, it's I, like I, in the swamp. I want to say it's out in like uh, Louisiana-ish area, but I could be misremembering. For some reason, I think it's in Mexico. But you might be right. But I think the, I know we talk about dolls hanging from trees and like nailed yeah. to shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a weird. It reminds place. me of this Japanese ghost. Actually, I forget the name of it, but it's like. It comes to you when you're in a bathroom stall. Oh, God. And it asks you if you want, like, a red cape or a blue cape or something like that. Mm. And if you say a red cape, it, like, slices your back skin off and, like, makes a cape out of it. Oh. Or if you say blue, like, because you're like, oh, man, that kid's – or it's, like, slices you a bunch and oh, you get, God. like, red red all over you. And then the blue one is, like, oh, you think that's going to be the good one, but then it just, like, strangles you to death. It, like Jesus. So it's like you get approached by this ghost and you're like, well, I'm dead one way or another. How do I want to yeah. go? By the way, Mexico has some pretty fucked up scary stuff. America's got some pretty fucked up scary stuff. Japan is the weirdest. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's really weird. Well, yeah. the reason for uh, Japanese ghosts are super scary is because uh, a lot of the the way the Japanese believe ghosts is that you're you're not able to understand what they actually want. That their their wants are so alien and past you that it's just horrifying. It's just weird just as fuck. Yeah. yeah, that's how I feel. That's how I, that's how I feel about that bathroom stall ghost. I'm like, what? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what, is, what point does this serve? All right. That's, they're supposed to be in schools, too, which is, like, fucked up. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's true. A lot of Japanese ghosts are very, like, young and weird. Yeah. All right. The next, the next kind of creature. This is not necessarily a ghost. This one is more of a creature. And this one is called the Duende, if you want to follow along. D-U-E-N-D-E. Uh, he's actually, this particular creature is in a bunch of different folklore. He's in Iberian folklore, Latin American folklore, and Filipino fo- folklore. Uh, the Spanish term duende originated as a, con- a contraction of the phrase dueno de casa or duende casa, possessor of a house, and was a- uh, originally conceptualized as a mischievous spirit inhabiting your house. Now, it's like a legit version of Dobby? Kind of. They're way creepier looking if you look up like weird pictures. Yeah, I've already. There's some. There's a picture by Goya, Duendecitos. It's, it's, oh my! It's their scary fucking man. god. So Get the fuck out depending of here. on on who you're talking to, what they actually do is it varies from from kind of belief system to belief system. So I'm just gonna go through a story uh, from San Pedro folklore because uh, this focuses more on Latin American. Uh, folklore itself and you can see why this thing's a little weird creepy and the drawings of them are bizarre so this uh this story is from uh, 25 years ago by a, a person by the name of angel nunez it starts with do not go to the bush to cut fire nor look for coconut husks or el dueno de monte uh, will get you this was a common threat in the 40s and 50s which mom would use when she needed the children at home for some chores rather than going to the bush the children, of course, preferred going to the bush for the thrill of some adventure. Can we, can, again, again, <laughs> going back to the previous scary story, right? Yes, yes. There was clearly scary... a time period in the world itself where yep. rather than parenting, it was much easier just to say, like, if you do that, the monster will kill you. Yes. I think that time is still now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. But I feel like... I, I this think... was a time there were there was a lot of, like... Little villages in the middle of the woods, so people could go wandering out. Wild animals, they could get lost. They could get swept up in a river. Yes, uh, I feel like hurt. kids wisened up over the years yeah. to the to these games, and so parents had to come up with more creative things. But like, yeah, this is the equivalent of the scary story of your face will stick that way. Yes, which I was told by the way as a kid. So I was I. If you were, I, but so that, was yeah, I. Don't that, make uh, don't make faces. Your face will stay that way. Yep, exactly. I was told the one about where you jack off and your hands get covered in hair. I've heard that one. I was never told that one. I no one told that me one. that. No one. Yeah. No. I, I feel like that was a problem. And I was like, really? <laughs> You're like, <laughs> that fucking. That seems weird as hell. I, I was like, I was like, I don't buy it. <laughs> I'm gonna oh, test that. So I'm gonna test that. Tonight. Uh, yeah. I'm, yeah like, Grandma, I'm gonna run some experiments. I'll let you know what yeah. happens. Yeah. I'll keep you posted, Grams. <laughs> Uh, it's also important to note that El Duende has been uh, been around since the at the very least mid to late 1700s. So this is a, a folk tale that's been around for quite, quite, quite some time. Um, the children, of course, preferred going to the bush for the thrill of some adventure and not listening to their parents. It was not like uh, it was not that they liked cutting firewood, but hunting for bird nests and raiding the eggs was a thrill in and of itself. Because at this time, good God, there was nothing else to do. So. Uh, it also meant <laughs> it also meant drinking fresh coconut water or hunting for cocoa plums or sea grapes. Which, oh, that sounds fucking delightful! Right, great times, great times. That sounds like something you do in Candy World. That doesn't even sound right. real. <laughs> candy World? What the hell is? Did candy? You say cocoa blossoms? It's like not a real thing. Cocoa plums. Cocoa plums is even worse. That's more. <laughs> that sounds more like a cartoon. And thing. sea grapes. Yeah, sea grapes. That mm. sounds like you put grape seeds in water and they. <laughs> 
like sea monkeys. Wait, wait. all right. You know, that's a bad, that's a bad, that's a bad line of thought. I was going to say, I don't know how, how we got. Let's let that one go. All right. A trip to the bush could also run you the luck of killing some wild bird or a bush hog or even a deer. Now that was an indeed, and then he ends that that sentence with with, with uh, now that that was indeed a thrill. I feel like aren't wild hogs fucking dangerous though? They will gore you to death. They will, you know, that's what happened to what's his name, Robert Baratheon, right? That's true. That's yes, all. That's, that's true, how. That's actually. how he died. Alleg- right. Allegedly, he <laughs> was killed by a by a boar. Allegedly or poisoned. Who knows? They do say bush hogs. I don't know if there's a difference, but I can imagine it being a parent. Who living in an area where there's a lot of that kind of wildlife and, and having your little kids go out there being gored by a fucking wild hog would be the top of my concerns. So have you, I, have you seen that video of that little gnome in the woods? I've seen so many videos of little gnomes in the woods, dude. Like, and, and in houses. Have you seen videos of them caught in houses and stuff? I feel like this is that. Well, that's a, that's literally kind of like what they are. Yeah. Um, let, let's continue here. So how can mom's funny threats about El Dueno de Monte scare anyone and keep him out of the bush? El Dueno de Monte, and I'm just going to call him El Duendo from here on out, was another name given to El Duende. God damn it. Uh, those who saw him <laughs> said he was about three feet tall, again, short, and wore a wide-brimmed hat. Sometimes, it's not that short. That's, like, that's like weird. What, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like for a little weird creature. Um, yeah. Sometimes he wore a red hat and animal skins for clothing. Dad said that El Duende protected the animals in the bush and would get very angry when little boys killed birds without a reason. Mom said he uh, said one could kill a bird if he would eat it, but to shoot one with a slingshot, to shoot one with a slingshot just to prove one's talent was wrong. El Duende was a daytime creature and would roam the bush and watch you mysteriously if you were killing animals. Sometimes El Duende would get tired and sit at the foot of a tree and fall asleep. He would transform itself into red clay. Anyone spotting it would think it was some Maya artifact. But if you took it home, he would escape during the night. What? Therefore, you can bet your sweet lip that if we found a clay figurine in the bush, we would not even touch it. So that's where my mind as like just a person be like, okay, what were they finding in the woods that their parents didn't want them to bring home? Like, what does that deter them from? Other than shit. stealing things? Shit. Like, like animal bug, crap? Dirty shit. Like, you know, you're in the woods. Like... You're going to be like, Mom, I brought this. And it's just like a big-ass wet piece of dead wood that has, like, worms and shit in it. You don't, <laughs> you don't like know. To infest the house. Well, as a kid, dude, I used to live right next to Wilderness, and I would just go do dumb sh- I would just be like, dude, look at this mud, Mom. And she'd be like, get the fuck out of here. What are you fucking doing? I'd be like, I brought a bucket full of mud home. <laughs> I'm going to go through it and watch it dry up. If she told me a fucking three-foot-tall goblin in a fucking wide-brimmed <laughs> hat was going to, like haunt me the rest of my days if I brought mud in the house. I would never do that shit again. I love doing these episodes with you guys so much. <laughs> I goddamn love the crazy shit when we do this stuff. It's common sense. <laughs> yeah. But he specifically says like a clay figurine. So it's Maybe like- that's a problem. Maybe that's a maybe they're dirty. Maybe they've always got fucking black widows in them or some shit. I don't know. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe. In yeah. the fucking South American jungle, mine artifacts gotta be fucking dime a dozen, right? Yeah, I guess it depends on where you live. You could probably find a lot of, like, just leftover, like, uh... Like, who doesn't have an arrowhead or two chilling? Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's possible. Um, in case you hear that, it's my automatic litter box. Uh, So, what would happen if he caught you in the bush doing bad things? Well, for one, he would take you to his dwelling, which was a spot deeper in the woods, probably a cave. 
but there was a way to escape him. I like how, like, he just skips how. Like, they don't talk about how he would bring you to the dwelling. He just would. He just would bring you there and you he just, just... He just punches you, like, in Dark yeah, Souls like and you takes just, you to the new area. Just you're out. Yeah. But there was a way to escape him. He only had four fingers and no thumb. So if surprised by him, you could hide your thumb in, in the palm of your hands and he would think you are one of his. And he would leave you unharmed. In this respect, El Duende was just like the Sisimito, another folklore character in San Pedro. Most of the evil characters were scared away if you made the sign of the cross with sticks or even your fingers, but El Duende was not an evil character, so he was not scared away by the cross. In fact, El Duende was a friendly character and only punished you if you were killing too many animals or doing mischief in the bush. Like jerking off, I guess. He That's would what be... they mean by doing mischief in the bush? <laughs> That's just my interpretation. What? My personal <laughs> interpretation. He, he would be frequently spotted, especially during the Lenten season, and especially on Good Fridays. El Duende was identified by a piercing whistle, and that was his weakness. Anyone whistling in the bush was a target of an attack by him. That is why Dad used to say, never whistle while you're in the bush, or you'll be calling on the Duende to attack you. What? 25 years ago, if anyone saw a strange man in the village and he would ask you to follow him, you can be sure that no one did for the fear that he could be the infamous El Duende. That's fucking weird. Yeah. It's weird because it covers, like, don't don't follow strangers because they talk about him walking around in the village, which I feel like is just good advice in general. But that he's also not a bad character and that he's, like, a good guy. Yeah, I feel like they never stick the landing with these cautionary tales. Yeah, they like, always come up with a great, like, spooky image, like the scary lady by the water who's gonna kill you. Yeah, yeah. Or the fucking little gnome man. <laughs> little woods. gnome man. But like, then they're like, "Well, what's he doing there?" It's like, uh, he he protects it. Yep. So be nice, or he's gonna snatch your fingers off or something. And they're like, "You're like, what? Why?" And then they're like, "Never mind. Don't worry. Just don't do it. Bye." <laughs> Just don't you bring can, those fucking figurines back home, okay? Yeah, Bye. It's like you can be like, oh my god, it's the El Duende. Look, I'm one of you. And then it's like, oh, you're right. No, they're, they're, you're hiding. You're hiding your thumb. You're one. You're one of us. That's like what the kids made up to like make the scary less like the story less scary. So that, <laughs> right, like, they added on. They'd to be it. like, yo, fuck your mom, dude. Bring home whatever fucking clay shit you want. Just give him a fucking four sign, and he's out. <laughs> Protected, bitch. <laughs> and some of the pictures of him actually have him having a thumb as well. So it's just weird. It's like an old Mexican version of Stranger Things. Yeah, and again, uh, El Duende, the, that whole thing is like is a mix. It, it's also got to keep in mind too. He's everywhere. He's an Iberian, Latin American, Filipino folklore. Uh, so like, I'm sure a it's lot of them language. are kind of mixing and in like what he actually does varies. It's from like a place Spanish. It's like a Spanish language story. Yeah, like yeah. All right. El Duende. El Duende. So, uh, we've got one more shorter one before we get into uh, the the one I'm excited to just talk about because of how weird he is. Uh, and that'll cover the four that we plan on covering for this particular episode. That's so, this one is uh, it's kind of like the Spanish uh, version, of, or at least the Latin American version of, like, a vampire. This is Tlahuel Pucci. I'm, I, I Pucci? the shit out of that. Tlahuel Pucci? Tlahuel Pucci. Blood-drinking sorceress of Mexico. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's right. go. Let's do it. Wait, so this is sorceress? A blood so drinking sorceress. So I do have other options besides La Llorona. Yeah, well this isn't this is this one's not really a ghost. I see. So like I see. you could actually possibly bang this one fine. Okay. I'm what? interested. Why now. is that where we're at? Why is that what we're doing? 
That's where we started. That's where we started. I'm just keeping it. I'm just keeping us on task. Full circle. Full circle. No, no. This is. I don't want to be a part of this circle. Okay, let's keep going. (laughs) All right. In rural uh, Tlaxcala, Tlaxcala, Mexico, the vampire witches known as Tuelhuilpuchi are. How do you spell this? What is? (laughs) That doesn't sound like you're saying it right. How do you spell this? (laughs) T L. Uh huh. A H. U E. Uh huh. L. P U C H I. That is exactly what it sounds like you're saying. <laughs> that's the name. I'm sure he's going to look it up like, how do you pronounce it? There's going to be some voice that's like, Twalpucci. I, I, real, I literally am doing that right now. I need to. Uh, let, yeah, let, 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 let Jesse figure out how to pronounce it. Twalpucci. <laughs> Twalpucci. 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 I'm trying to do a Mr. Oh, it's, spell, apparently Mr. it's Twalpucci. Tw- I was close. Twelve. I was close. Yeah, I was close. Yeah. Twelve, Twelve Pucci. You just did like the like slow mo. Yeah, I, yeah. Version. I was doing Twelve the like Pucci. word by like letter by letter. Twelve Pucci. Twelve Pucci. All right. Uh, at, okay, so uh, as I said, they they come from T- Tlaxcala, Mexico. Um, the vampire witches known as Twelve Pucci are much feared. Perfect. Keep going. <laughs> thank you. Thank Twelve you. Pucci. Twelve at least a hundred legends of Twelve Pucci exist. The Tuel Pucci was a person believed to possess magical powers, including the power to transform themselves into one of several animals, and in that form, attack and suck the blood of humans. Does this sound a little familiar, boys? This is sure. a video game Bible. This is a this is a game document, design document yeah. pitch. <laughs> uh, more specifically, sound familiar to episode two where we talked about the Skinwalkers a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, that's right. all the same. That's all the same shit right there. That's the same. Yeah, they weird. Can, and much People like the, the skin, and much like the skinwalkers, um, the more power the the uh, they can be of either gender, but they're usually females. And the females are way more powerful than the males, apparently. They yeah that yep, one hundred percent. Who are considered to be more bloodthirsty and evil of the two, as I was as I was saying. Uh, is is that is that Sir Wallace? Yeah, I had to bring Wallace in because he's he's getting a little too unruly. It's all right. Uh, he, oh, he's adorable. Elements found in Tuel Pucci can be traced to ancient Aztec goddesses. Their archetype was further modified to include influences from the witches of Spain when the country was converted to Christianity. The sure. witches of Spain. Sure. Yeah. Is Twel- that something I'm supposed to know about? Is that like a specific? No, is well, like a no, specific- I feel like this is, it, it all seems to me very uh, like patriarchal. Especially once in like the Christianity a, came in, yeah, like a Christian yeah. Catholic society, it very much seems like oh, there's a lot of evil women, and the right. women are the worst, right? Everyone, so you know, learn your <laughs> well, place, like, women. Like, like, like it says too, like it was further modified to include witches for it with influences of witches from Spain when the country went Christianity route. So the 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 witch aspect, sure. or at least like that kind, seems to have been added later in their lives. So the twelve Poochies are born into their fate. They cannot transmit or teach their powers to others. So that's unlike other vampiric kind of lore, especially out this way, uh, where you can like uh, other vampires can make vampires of their own. They are independent agents of evil, but will do the bidding of higher evil forces, such as brr, the devil. Whoa! Nice like how you know they're extra evil. They got that direct access. They will only listen to higher evil forces, Damn. such as the devil. <laughs> they got that dead devil on the speed dial. They got that red phone in their house that they're like, 
Hey, hey what's up, phone? devil? What do you mean? <laughs> what kind of bad shit you need me to do, bro? <laughs> you got any of those demonic silencers you let the uh, Amityville place borrow? So it sounds like they kind of like started with a creature and they were like, oh, yeah, that's the witches from the fucking anti-god yeah, shit. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's pretty much how they kind of came. This The modern understanding of what 12 poochies are, at the very least, kind of came into being. Um, when the, uh, when a 12 poochie is born, it cannot be distinguished from an ordinary infant. Differences do not emerge until puberty, because, of course, puberty. When it turns bright red and gains two <laughs> When the fangs. blood flows freely. Uh, oh, at which point... Little, little no. Nicky fangs. No. <laughs> at which point, their supernatural powers, such as shape-shifting, suddenly manifest. Mm-mm. No. Jack, Jack, ready? attack. Ready for this next sentence, Jesse? No, no. For females... This often occurs with the onset of the menses. Nope. Nope. Not Blood okay. Bloodborne. <laughs> Blood <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm not okay. The I'm power, not okay with this. The power of the this is blood. This is 1,000%. <laughs> Old priests trying to scare yes. young oh, 100%. people. Oh, one hundred percent. This is exactly what this is. This is just period. This is just like PMS. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. This or is what, like what is it called now? You're not supposed to call it PMS anymore. PMS is outdated. I don't. I don't know. I have no clue. Yeah, I don't know. Um, All I yeah, know this, is this, this is like exactly the like. Yeah. It's, this, it's it's exactly like women are evil and they bleed from the vagina. No, don't this, talk to them. Yeah, this one hundred percent is 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 the idea of like, oh. Watch out for those young menstruating women. They're evil. Yeah. They yeah. can't control their emotions, so they're witches. That's exactly yeah. what this is. This is just like the witch trials in Salem and all that. Like yep. young girls are trouble. You got to burn them at the stake. It's it's really interesting too uh, that you bring that up because like one of the things that I, I thought of is like it's really it's really interesting to think of the the similarities between the folklores of different countries around the same time that they were both happening. You know, like the the witch hunts were happening at the same time that twelve poochies were happening, and they they serve similar purposes, but the differences in their lore are minor. And it's cool that that like it's evil, obviously at the time, but it's cool to see that there's a common thread that runs between all these f- different folklores around the world. It's interesting that this one is like no explanation. It's just like, oh, it's just a bad baby. right, right, right. But did the devil's in there just a little bit? Because he's the boss. Um, right, of course. So uh, when the 12 Poochie is born, it cannot be distinguished, like I said, from ordinary infant. Um, when the powers manifest, the 12 Poochie of both sexes begin to have a lifelong, uncontrollable urge to drink human blood, like a typical vampire would. Like you do. Yeah. Right, of course. I thought you were speaking directly to me. I was like, like I do? What, what, yeah, what, just what, like Mathis. Right, okay, cool. Uh, they will drink the blood of any human, but have a marked preference for that of infants between the ages of three and six months, but no younger. They no prowl- younger? No younger than three and six months, you know. Like no younger than brand new, uh, basically. It's like when you pick when you catch a small lobster and you got to throw it back because it's not done growing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I will be back next month after you've That's really honorable to, that, they're, that they're being sustainable with their baby sucking. <laughs> uh, they prowl about at night, particularly between the hours of midnight and 4 a.m., but will operate during the day if their blood craving, craving is extreme. Twelve poochies are not out every night, but only when they experience their uncontrollable blood urges, which ranges from one to four times a month. I like that's very specific. They are one more active four. One to four times a month. They are more Did active you... during rainy and cold weather. I can't. Okay. <laughs> what? What? Go ahead, Jesse. Nothing. Go ahead. Nothing. This no, is no. Ludicrous. This is what this is all about. You gotta. You gotta let me know what you're thinking. I don't. Uh, it's. It just. It just seems like it is. 
using every a woman on her period. <laughs> no, but it, yeah, well, yeah. what it, what it seems like is it's it's using every possible example of early. I don't want to say early man because that seems like prehistoric, but you know what I mean, like like early like civ- like uh, not civilized, but more like industrial age ish. Well, it, yeah. it's 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 where the farming stemming from the the medieval period of like the church controls everything in your life. This is that that idea of just like yeah. there's a problem and this is our solution to it, and our solution by modern standards is freaking insane. And so in this case, you have examples of like mood and depression and. Like uh, uh, teens growing into adulthood and anxiety and all the things that come along with becoming an adult and all the stresses and then them being like, no, but it's because you're a witch though, right? Like, oh, you're having a bad, like it's a rainy day and there's you're having a bad mood. They take your, they take your responsibility out of it. It's like, yeah. right. oh man, yeah. you're, you're acting like a real Tlapucci right now. <laughs> yeah. Can we bring that back? Yeah, I want to bring that back. What you know, you're a acting like a real tlapuchi right now. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you gotta add some stank onto it when you say it. Yeah, but you're right. You're right. Um, that hard TL. Yeah, let's let's finish this up. Let's keep going with a tlapuchi here. Finding a tlapuchi to be among them causes families a great deal of unhappiness and shame. The will uh, the will to go to great lengths to cover it up to avoid being ostracized by the community. They will go to great lengths to cover it up. It's said to twelve poochies cannot attack members of its own family unless they reveal their secret. Although twelve poochies cannot transmit their powers to others of their own volition, if they are killed, their powers go into the killer. This places the family in the position of reluctant what? of reluctant accomplices. So yeah, so if you kill them, you become a twelve poochie, which so honestly like, sounds kind of awesome. So it's all—it's like don't tell, don't bother your family with your period. But you also can't bother your daughter for having her period. And you also can't let everybody else in the village know because it'll bring shame. Yeah. But and it's if, one of those, like, don't talk about it. just kill her, though, you're going to turn into a monster, so you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, don't, don't kill her. Don't well, that seems her. like the tacked-on bit at the end, right? Where it's like, yeah, right, right, where it's sure. like, yeah, no, this is a problem, and you as a parent should deal with it. But, like, don't, like, if she becomes a vampire killer, don't, like, kill her. Just, you know, scold her. For right, of having course. Being a tell her, poochie, tell her to sh- blood. shame it, hide it, yeah, hide yeah. it. Right. Essentially, yeah, right. hide the shame. Exactly. <laughs> so that's really <laughs> what it is. <laughs> no, for sure. As we said earlier, or as I was talking about earlier, they can they can shape shift. So my question to you boys is: there is a common animal that these things turn into? Wolf. What do you think it is? Wolf, Wolf or, or snake? Wolf or snake? Wolf or snake for Jesse? I think it's like if we're like going along with this like weird like it's your period mm-hmm. probably like. A loud bird, or a, a or bat, a, some some kind of obnoxious creature, a blood sucking okay. bat. Goose. <laughs> I'm going goose. All right, actually, Alex, you are the closest. What? God damn it! The most common animal into which these people peacock transform, tra- transformed into was a turkey. What? Boom! Wait, what? They would because most commonly be turned into turkeys. That's how they shape shifted into turkeys. But it's also known in stories to be they would also turn into possibly fleas. Cats, dogs, and buzzards. I would never. All, nothing on earth could get me to turn into a fucking flea. <laughs> me either. Fuck that. I'm out. But that'd Animorphs, be a great way to get to. That's the worst Animorphs book. But, that, but that'd be a great way to, to sate your bloodthirst. Be a flea. <laughs> that's that's the, true. The worst Animorphs book. <laughs> Imagine the fucking I want to know what middle face is on that Animorphs book between a human and a flea. What it is the middle face exists. of that? That's some gross shit. But yeah, turkeys. Turkeys was their most common 
thing that it turned into. The yeah. dumbest it's, bird in existence. It's just another roast on like ladies. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What is it? What is this thing called again? The Tlapuchi? Tlel Tlel Poochie. Tlel Poochie. I'm I'm giving it like a southerner like stank on it now. Tlel Poochie. That's um, the guy who plays Steve Urkel. <laughs> When shapeshifted, they are limited to the abilities of that particular creature and cannot make it perform in magical ways, with one exception, that they can the f- make the, the flea turkeys, can sing. They can make turkeys fly. Wow. What so, the fuck? <laughs> I, yeah. I don't so if they're like an RPG uh, creature, they can just be like, I'm a turkey, except... <laughs> except out. extra bonus feature. Yeah, check this out. I can get out of here. I spec'd into flight. When in animal form, they give off a luminescence or a phosphorescence that is a telltale sign of who they actually are. They steal into a, ho- uh, steal into a home as a mist, sometimes luminous, again, kind of like a vampire that we know of, that seeps under doors and windowsills or through keyholes, or they crawl in as an insect. Once inside, they shapeshift into a turkey or a buzzard and hypnotize the occupants into a sleep so they can carry out their tasks. I just, for me, the so image... So they do have some practical monster powers, at least. Yeah. Uh, to me, though, like, the image of a late night on a full moon and this creepy mist is falling through under your door as the Materializes. moonlight... Yeah, as the moonlight comes through the windows and, hot, and, and illuminates your in your room, and as the f- mist comes together and solidifies, before you sits a turkey. A glowing, <laughs> a glowing flying... Turkey. turkey and then the turkey looks at you and it's, it's like, like a hypno turkey yeah and over time you're like oh god and you're, you're hypnotized like, by you're the like, turkey and the, and the turkey just pecks at your neck and just drinks some blood it's great That's, that is the weirdest shit i've ever heard i don't know that that is like a ro- that is like a roast come to life that is it's so fantastic weird. i actually love it man it's so good um, the Talpuchi also have hypnotic power over individuals and cause them to kill themselves primarily by having oh, them shit. walk Primarily by having them walk to a high place and jump. They might kill or injure domestic or, or and farm animals and could ruin crops. Again, for, kind of shoehorning another excuse as to why either animals are killing their wildlife or a particularly bad crop uh, rotation or something. Um, thus, many type of misfortune were attributed to the work of these witches. For obvious reasons, Tlalpuchi lived incognito in the communities. Belief in the Tlalpuchi is widespread in Mexico and continues to this day in rural areas. Uh, cases of Tlal Puchi attacks have been recorded in modern times, some resulting in the trial and execution of the alleged vampire. As recently as 1954, the state of Tlaxcala passed a law requiring that infants reportedly killed by witchcraft had to, uh, had to be referred to medical authorities. While in almost every extended Tlaxcalan family, there will be reports of multiple blood suckings over the course of generations. The accusations of blood sucking witchcraft that results in trial and execution historically have not been common and have declined considerably since the late 19th and 20th centuries. Is there anything well, magic about what happens when you get your blood sucked or is it just like... No, a- they just drink your blood. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling good. And the yeah. last the last known execution of Talel Pucci was a woman that occurred in how how late when do you guys think the last execution of a woman was for nineteen ninety nine? Where was it? Uh it just says the all I have here is the last known. But again, think of it's probably it's in Mexico, Texacala probably. Nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen seventy four. Once again, Alex, you were off by one single year. Nineteen seventy three. 
was the last time a woman was put to death uh, for being accused of a tall poochie, which is still now I feel modern. now I feel like a bad person because I thought it was more recent. <laughs> I feel like I miss. <laughs> oh, all right. But still, though, that's the seventies. It's still like not that long ago. Like, goddamn, and they just killed somebody. For how, being a witch. Did they talk about how it was done and like the circumstances? I, for the sake of like being able to cover a few of these things, I didn't go super into detail about everything. Um, so no, I don't have any details on why. I'm sure you could find it though. It's like a modern day witch trial. That's crazy. Yeah. So that would that's, be that's awful well to be stuck caught up in that. Oh my god. Uh, agreed. One hundred percent. Um. All right. The last one, the one I'm most excited for because this is the weirdest, is the. <clears throat> El Sombreron. What? El El Sombreron. Okay. El Sombreron. Yeah. If you want to look up to make sure I'm spelling uh, saying it correctly, it's S O M. No, I, I feel like I feel like we all okay. understand the concept right. of the hat. Probably the hat probably sombrero. a dude wearing a hat. A guy like yeah. wearing a hat. Sure. Like a so, sombrero. Uh, the El Sombreron is in the folklore and of Guatemala, where he's most famous. El Sombreron is a legendary boogeyman figure who also appears in other Latin America countries, such as Mexico. He is also known by other names, such as Zizimite, Zipicio, uh, and, quite simply, the Goblin. But generally appears as a short male dressed in all black. He wears a thick, black, shiny belt and black, shiny boots that click when he walks. On his head, he wears a large black sombrero hat. He often has a... Oh, yes? I think this... I think David Blaine might be one of these. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's very possible. (laughs) He often has a horse and will braid its mane and tail. His favorite occupation is to court young ladies who have large, dark eyes and long black hair, which he likes to braid for her. He will serenade and play his guitar for her, but will also place soil on her plate, and she will have problems eating and sleeping. Why the fuck? Wait, what? Okay, the last thing that you said... The exactly. last thing that you said seems so weird. <laughs> he's like dating her, dating her, dating her, and then he's like, and is it? Is <laughs> he, like he, thro- he throws it onto their plate. He will serenade her and play his guitar for her, but will also place soil on her plate, and she will have problems eating and sleeping. Like onto her roast chicken, <laughs> just onto her plate, dude. Just put like, some soil onto her plate. All I'm saying is, it doesn't take a magical creature like. If I was out having a wonderful dinner with someone and then they just grabbed a fucking clump of dirt, I would have problems eating it and I would be like laying up in my bed at night being like, why the fuck did that happen? Well, like why in the, the middle of our wonderful evening? The date was going so well. Yeah. Why, why did that the- happen? God, he was, he was kind of cute. He could sing. He plays guitar. So weird. That's a betrayal. It is a betrayal. Um, his favorite time to appear is at dusk when he can sometimes be seen leading a line of four mules around the city or its urban districts. When a girl responds favorably to his advances, he will tie his mules to her house and begin to serenade her by singing and playing his guitar. Sometimes he will even dance for her. It is it's like said- that MMO character who has too much inventory, so he has four <laughs> mules. That he carries it's just with the him mules everywhere. following him around. Yeah. Uh, it is said by some residents of... Poroquia Vieja and La Recon- Recolección districts in La Antigua in La Antigua Guatemala that when there is a full moon he can still be seen at times wandering through the streets. Mm. I still don't understand the lesson what behind he's, him. What no, he's I, I, no, I get the lesson here. So 
so what this is, this is like a a dark Beware of the sexy man. It's a dark, mysterious man who will do anything he can to take care of you and he and, like he's flirting with you, but he only is like attracted to and when you say like when you describe this person, you're describing sort of like a very attractive uh, like young Hispanic girls, kind of what you're describing. Well, except for the fucking dirt bit. No, no, no. I'm not saying like every. That's not what I mean. Like, eh, you know what I hear? Everyone loves eating dirt. No, what I'm saying is like, it, it's the idea of saying to to like young women, young girls, that like this guy, if this dude becomes attracted to you, only bad things will happen to you, right? So what it does is it takes it. It, it tells young girls. You know, don't be trust modest. That tall, dark, and handsome. Yeah, be modest. Yeah. Don't you know? Uh, uh, be coy around men. Don't like flirt with dudes. Observe and the cultural norms. Yeah, right. Like, don't let dudes touch up on you. Um, don't do any of that stuff. And basically, it's another obey your parents allegory. Or yeah. if you don't, bad shit will happen to you. That's kind of what it's we're, getting at. Yeah, we're actually. I'm gonna go through two little stories, and then at the end, uh, they're actually. We I was able to like, find the lesson specifically he was created for. Um, which Jesse is pretty much spot on. So these stories and the lesson actually comes from a man named Evett Evans, just so people know where I got these particular stories from. Um, and uh, let's first talk about Susanna. One legend of El Sombreron tells of how a young, attractive woman named Susanna from La Reclosion Le uh, uh-huh. was troubled by this strange, amorous spirit. Susanna was the daughter of a woman who was the owner of a local store. She was very pretty with long, dark hair and big hazel eyes. One pleasant summer night, she was sat out by her balcony watching the stars come out when she was approached by a rather short man dressed in all black wearing a large black sombrero hat. He was carrying a silver guitar slung over his back. Very stylish. He stood below her balcony looking up to her, and he sang and strummed his guitar, and she fell under his spell. Luckily, her mother looked out and called her inside, but from that moment on, Susanna could not get the strange man out of her mind. In fact, he would appear out of nowhere, either in the house or outside, and begin playing his guitar and singing to her. Sometimes he would begin to braid her long, dark hair while he appeared helpless to stop him. Or while she appeared helpless to stop him, rather. Strangely, each time she was given a plate of food, it was found to be contaminated with soil. It made no difference who prepared it or who served it to her. It still became contaminated, preventing her from eating properly, and her health began to suffer. Eventually, her worried mother cut her hair and took it to the church and asked the priest to soak it with holy water and pray over it. Jesus. The priest did as the, t- the priest did as he asked, and after a few days, the strange little man stopped bothering her. What is the deal with the dirt? It, it's like a way for uh, yeah. It's like a, a, a it's like a way for her to suffer. It's kind of like his, of his punishment. All, of all the fucking bad things that a man can do to a woman out there is like weirdly starve her. Sprinkling a little bit of fucking dirt in her food is like a weird ass thing. Is am I like am I off base on that? Is that like super weird? I find it really weird, but I mean at the at the time that it was happening, maybe not so much. Like I don't know. Well, like I, well, it's that not. It's not supposed scare to, me, right? But it's not supposed to be a like terrifying thing. It's supposed to be like, hey, you don't you don't want this bad stuff to happen to you. Like it's all it's it's right. like. Fur on your hands, right? Like, hair on your palms. It's not terrifying. It's just a bad, like, what a weird-ass thing to happen. right? It's just, it's it, like, it's something that a parent would say. They're not trying to destroy their child. They're literally just trying to make them do the, the, the thing they feel is right, basically. Yeah, but, like, hair on your hands, I'm like, obviously I don't want hair on my hands because it'll be a telltale sign that I've been jacking off. <laughs> right. I don't want to go by the water because the woman's going to drag me away. 
and kill me. But, like, cigarettes, I don't smoke because they're like, it's going to turn your lungs black and you're going to die of cancer. You know what I mean? Like, that's a reason. That's like a warning. That's a good reason you shouldn't do something. But, like, so many people smoke anyway that I feel like people would just be like, what's a little dirt? God made dirt. Dirt don't (laughs) hurt. Dirt don't hurt. Sure. Or is it like a magic dirt that saps away well, your life? Well, no, I think it's just maybe, a lot maybe. of dirt, so it makes you not want to eat the f- like it makes the food unappealing, yeah. so you waste away. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, this this last this last story is just as short as the last one. Will it will show you what happens if you don't ever break a spell? So another legend tells of how one village girl went out one night to sit on her balcony and enjoy the light of the full moon. She was surprised to hear the sound of a guitar playing and a soothing voice singing a beautiful serenade. Remember me. <laughs> Looking over the balcony, she saw a strange, dark squat figure in a large sombrero hat Why playing gotta a be silver squat? guitar. Why you gotta be squat? God, listen, I, didn't, I didn't write the story. No reason. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, was wearing a large sombrero hat playing a silver guitar while singing up to her. Struck by the music and singing, she listened, but was disturbed by her mother who heard and knew who was coming out there and came out and called her in quickly. However, it was too late, for she had fallen under his spell. And every night, the strange man in the big hat would appear and serenade her, keeping her awake all night long. So that way, she couldn't sleep. One night, he climbed the balcony and entered her room and began to braid her hair as as she sat spellbound. Tradition says that once he finishes the first braid, she would become his bride for eternity. But that never happened in this case. Although she was under his spell, Unsombreron likes to keep moving from Warden Girl to the next, and he grew bored with her and moved on to another victim. Although he has them under, rather, although he has them under his spell, rather than marry them, he prefers to throw stones and dirt in their food so they cannot eat and slowly starve and die of a broken heart. I see what's going on here. This is what happened to that poor girl. And do you want to give your, what you think the lesson is, and then I'll just read what the lesson supposedly is. It's never. It's just like that's never as good of a deal as it seems like. That dude's got to have girls on the side. He's too good right. to be true if he shows up in the middle of the, the night d- with this. Yeah, the too good to be true is kind of like the lesson that I feel that I would walk away with from this as well. Sure. Um, the Legend of El Sobreron is a warning to young girls that moonlight and music can easily be used by men of bad intentions as a means of seduction and to remember and uphold the traditional family values and the standards. It's like of I was society. saying. It's a warning. Yep. It's a parental warning. Uh, it reminds them that courtship has certain rituals and rules that should be obeyed and followed rather than fall for the charms of mysterious strangers on dark nights under a full moon's light. There you go. There you go. There you go. Not bad advice, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> I guess. It's, it's, it's obviously super outdated. It's just it's what I find fascinating. I don't know. I don't think things. the idea of being wary of like, Creepy no, dudes no, no, showing no, no, up no, no, and being no. like, I love you. Let me take you away. I feel like that is always good advice to be like, watch out for this guy. Just just take stock of your fucking situation and see if there's really love here, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Don't let no. the braids and the shiny belt and the little guy in the big hat. <laughs> Don't let really the does- size of his sombrero on sombrero <laughs> trick it's you. It's just interesting to, to see like what kind of like weirdly improvised creatures people made up. To teach the lessons instead of just teaching the lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that that's what I always find fascinating about these things. And the same thing with, like, skinwalkers when we covered skinwalkers was, like, they exist, you know, like, 
we want them to exist as weird cryptids, but like you can see the roots of where these things came from sure. and why no, they people exist are too stupid. Kind of people are too stupid to just not do dumb shit. They need to be lied to to, to, <laughs> to be to make scared, them, to be scared smart. straight yeah. like that TV show. Yeah. We're too stupid to make a good decision on our own because you know why? We love braids. We love shiny belts. That's the type of shit that we're all about. We can't. Do you help love it. having your long hair braided? I by do. Strange, I do. I by do. Strange, it feels great. By strange squat men under the moonlight. I don't like to wear it out, but having my hair braided and rebraided all night long feels like a great relaxing time to me. <laughs> I don't. No, I don't believe that, Alex. I don't know if I trade it. I don't know if I trade it for dirt in my food every time. I'd be like, what are you? I'd be like, what are you doing? No, what are you doing right now? Let me see your hands. I'm just putting what the dirt. fuck no, are you I'm, doing? I'm putting dirt in your food. No, what? no, no. Uh, not this night. I'm I ordering see. Uber Eats. You no. go stand in the bathroom. I just want to eat. I know you're I just Uber driver. And I'll put food. I'll put dirt in that food. I, uh, I'm the one with the job. I know. All I do is stay outside your window and play guitar all night. You're homeless. Where did you get those clothes? How does that horse like you? What do you feed it? God damn it. Dirt. Everything likes dirt. My horse likes dirt. Remember, he braids his horse's hair. If so. it's good enough for my horse, it's good for you. I don't know why he's like turning into Christopher Walken. Yes. Oh, that was fun. Was and just enough. like that. An hour and some odd minutes is already done, boys. And that's the four that I decided to go with on this God bless, particular God bless episode. us, everyone. Mwah. Beautiful. I felt Good like, be you know, we, we, had a, we had a lot of um, very heavy, intense episodes these past few months. It was time to lighten it up with something silly and something fun. And still something, in my opinion, very interesting. Because, again, it's, it's that whole exploration of, of these creatures and why they were made up and how weird they are. Uh, you got your typical scary ghost lady who's going to kill your kids. And then you have, like, a dashing goblin man who will serenade you and feed you dirt. So we I've got a couple. I've got a couple weird ones in, the, in my pocket that I could pull out. Now, now that I've heard these, I'm, like, over, I'm like rethinking what I want to do for my crazy <laughs> you're, mini, you're the Alex, the Alex episode. I'm trying to, I've, I've been trying to hit that crazy. I thought the Beatles was going to do it, but you guys, you guys thought the Beatles was dumb. I, like, <laughs> I didn't I like, it was dumb. That's not what I mean. I just feel like. It didn't blow you away the way I wanted mm. it to, so I'm try- I'm still trying to get. I'm still trying to find that crazy story nobody's heard of. I'm chasing that dragon. I, you know, and all the other stories you've brought forward, the Tamam should one is my favorite. I think just because it's just unanswered questions and like that's not definitely a, a nighttime that you could just go down a hole the whole night. Yeah, a hundred percent. But uh, that wraps up this particular episode, gents. So I can't. You know, I can still ask the question: Who would you date? You had to pick one. Uh, I'm going to go personally with the witch, the, the blood-sucking witch. I would go with the sombreron because I feel like I could use a little less food, so I'm all right. I'm a millennial. I'm sticking with the ghost who kills her kids. I feel like that's very on brand for me. <laughs> I don't – how is that on? No kids. You, you shouldn't have kids when you're a millennial. Okay, got it. That's all. Right. And then she'll take care of that for you. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not saying she should kill any kids. I'm just saying I'm 30. I I don't have any kids. This is a good set. This is a good match for somebody who's trying to date a sure. You know, a I, water. I, I'm going witch. with the with the blood sucking witch because uh, all th- first of all, she could turn to a turkey, which is kind of crazy. Which I think it's kind of and fun. a flight a flighted turkey too of all things. And that's true. And and if worse comes to worse, I can kill her and get her powers. That's right. Then you could be the turkey man. Right. I can sneak into your house as a mist. Form up as turkey. You'll know it's me, but it'll be too late. 
I'll be like, Mathis, what the fuck? I told you not to do this. And you're going to be like, <laughs> and, and I'm going to be like, I'm going to jump off a cliff. <laughs> That's it, yeah. And then he's gone. I was like, wait, no, I didn't wait. Oh, God, I just want to drink your blood, not jump off. God damn it. All right, guys, buy our hat. It's not out I mean, yet. Our, sh our, our shirt. Buy the shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, thank you guys for watching, as always. Uh, if you guys enjoyed, five-star reviews wherever you guys are watching it, uh, listening to it. We're now on Libsyn as well, so if you li use Libsyn, use that. Um, obviously, Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. And the shirts have been selling super well. If you guys want a glow-in-the-dark shirt, we've been just getting so many pictures of them. You can check out our Twitter, which is Chiluminati Pod. The shirt glows in the dark. It's fucking dope. We've got potentially a hat and some stickers coming within the week or so. So uh, prepare for more sweet merch, and then we'll go from there and see if you guys want anything else. Uh, we should be back hopefully next week with another episode. Cool. So I literally wear my Chiluminati shirt all the time. At it's night. so comfy. It's actually gratifying. Like when I'm up late and I'm like burning the midnight oil and I look down and my, yeah. I'm like glowing. I'm like, <laughs> hell yeah. You're like, all right, I forgot I can do this now. I can claim that I do this for like, you know, kind of a hobby job. It's a good vibe. It's a good vibe. I'm just saying for sure. You should think about it. You definitely should. It makes you smarter when you own one. Also, uh, not to spoil anything in the, in the near, near future, but people have suggested we go over some of the Reddit stories and pick some of our favorites, which I like, and talk like about Like a Reddit those. episode? I'm Yeah, down. like a Reddit episode. So if you guys got cool stories that you claim have happened to you, drop them. Drop them in the Reddit. We are, we are in there all the time. I, I will down. dispute your life story and everything that happened to you. That's all that matters. That's Trust and believe. He, I will he tell will you you're lying. lying. So yeah. if you want to <laughs> exactly. So if you want to tweet at the show, Chiluminati Pod, subreddit, Chiluminati Pod. All of us personally, Mathis Games for myself, Jesse Cox for Jesse, uh, Faciane A for Alex, and let us know what your favorite uh, Reddit story is if you would like. We'll take a peek. Thank you guys so much for watching and or listening rather, and uh, we'll be back next week. Find me bye -bye. on the web. Peace. Bye. Bye.